The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi guys, welcome to Digging Deep. I'm Dr. Sasha Shokrin, the relational doctor, but more importantly, a human just like you with a story that continues to unfold. Each of our lives is compiled of stories, and my job is to help you detangle those stories. As a psychologist, I'm here to tell you that growth is never linear and that life is full of highs, lows, and everything that exists in between. My plan is to dig deeper into the stories that will inspire us, move us, and remind us that we're never really alone. Don't miss a new episode of Digging Deep every Monday, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Hey, I'm Haley Hubbard, mom to three and wife to a country music star. And I'm Jess Diamond, registered dietitian nutritionist and mom to one, and this is Meaningful Living, a community to make parenting and life a little easier and a lot less lonely. Every week, we talk to experts, parents, and answer your questions to share the practical tips and real side of parenting we all need. Because when you remove the doubt, fear, and stress from everyday decisions, you create more time for the meaningful moments. It takes a village. We're so excited to share ours with you. All right, this week we are listening to our voicemails on the podcast. I can't wait for this one. We get to answer your questions that you guys have had. So let's just dive in. I am so excited about this episode today. Uh, We're finally answering your voicemails on the podcast. I know. This is so fun. Let's play the voicemails. Let's get at it. All right. I feel like this is my calling. I could literally answer questions all day long. Let's do it. Hi, Haley and Jess. My name is Sarah, and I did send you a message on your Instagram, and thanks so much for getting back to me. So I thought I would share my question here, but I am mainly just wondering what it's been like to have at one point three under three, and then what is it like having Luca and Atlas so close together, both, I guess, from sibling standpoint. And then your standpoint as a mom, how is that kind of physically, emotionally? So Sarah, those are really great questions because honestly, me having three kids under three was so unexpected. And actually, Jess, (laughs) you were there for the moment that I found out I was pregnant with our third. And so I'm going to answer your question in a second, but I'm going to sidebar that because Jess, do you remember when I texted you? I texted Jess first before I even told my husband. I was like, oh, shit, (laughs) because I was going into surgery that day. I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard the story, but I was going into surgery and Jess was helping like schedule the surgery and like making sure I was on track to go in and everything. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm not I'm not going to be able to go get my implants out. Like what (laughs) I was I was shocked to say the least. But do you remember when I texted you? Actually, we should find this text because it probably has an F word in it or something. I don't know, but I was not ready for it. Honestly, that moment, I will never forget. I was driving on for people in LA. I was driving on Sepulveda Boulevard, which is like not an easy street to pull off of. And I literally looked down and all I saw was a pregnancy test with like a really faint line that was positive, obviously coming from you. And I pulled my car over on Sepulveda Boulevard. I was like, what is happening? And I think your text, literally, I think all you said is, does this mean I'm pregnant? And then it was like the slew of like, oh, wait, what? Like what's happening? But it was just, am I pregnant? And I 
was like, what is happening? And then I, I think I said, is it possible that you're pregnant? And you started like mapping out, right? Do you remember? You're yeah. like, I, I guess it's yes. possible. Yes. But it was, it was like, gosh, how could that even be possible? We have a three and a half month old baby and I'm pregnant. But the line was so faint that I was like, Jess, is this is this real? Like, does it happen where it's a false positive? <laughs> so it's a picture of your positive pregnancy test, a faint line, but that line is definitely there. There is no question. <laughs> And you said, okay, I took this this morning to make sure I'm not pregnant. And I've never seen the line like that faint before. And usually they're closer together. That's not what I think I'm seeing, right? And if it is, do I go have surgery today? And to put it in context, like I didn't actually realize how close Luca and Atlas really are until I look back at these texts. And it's like, you had sent me kind of a picture of attempting to breastfeed Luca. Those text messages were like months before this. They were just right before. It's just so wild to think how close they are. Oh my gosh. I think I was just, I hate to say that, but I, I wasn't like hoping not for a baby, but this was just not the timing that I had planned on. And we all know that God does not care what our plans are. Like he's got plans and, and they're obviously always the better plans, but oh, it was a shocker. I forget. Why do you even take a pregnancy test? My body was feeling kind of funny. I was getting the surgery that day. However, they had already done the pre-ops the day before and it was a negative pregnancy test. So that day I had been kind of acting funny and Katie, our nanny, had texted me the day before and she was like, I had a dream you were pregnant. Ha 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 ha. Wouldn't that be funny? So I had a test in my little travel kit and I was, I literally was opening the door to go outside and walk across the street to the surgery center. And I was like, you know what? Let me just go take that real quick. And I took it and that's when it it happened. And so it was, I mean, it was minutes before my surgery. It wasn't just like the day before. And it was, wow. It was minutes before. And then I remember being like, okay, I just need to stall her for a few minutes. I was like, you need to get another pregnancy test. I was like, Josh is going to be to you in like T minus five minutes, like hold tight, but we need another pregnancy test. And then Tyler ran from the hotel you're staying at through Beverly Hills, literally to a Rite Aid or somewhere to get more tests and ran back. And I had no pee left in me because I was fasting in every way for this surgery. <laughs> it was just, it was awful. But the best, it was really the best. I shouldn't say it was awful. And when Tyler walked in, he was in disbelief and it was really hilarious. But I'm going to be honest, he and I took, I would say, a full two days to kind of come to this reality that like we were going to have a third baby and we already had two little babies. And I mean, Liv wasn't a little baby, but she was still two. And that was hard. We went on a long walk. We liked to go on walks to process things. And it was actually then that we called the Dickersons and we were like, oh my gosh, we're pregnant. And they were like, oh my gosh, we are too. But they had just gotten pregnant too. And they're like, we haven't told anyone. And I'm like, us either. But people think that I'm in surgery right now and people are asking how it's going. And I'm going to have to tell people like now. So (laughs) that being said, we are so happy Atlas, our third baby is here because he is such a joy. Gosh, he is just like roll with the punches kind of guy, which is so appropriate. But it is, it really is 
the sweetest thing ever to have them so close in age. And it's not something that I would have ever planned on because I will say it was so hard on my body and and it wasn't very fun at some parts of the pregnancy, but I would not change it for the world. And if I could go back and tell myself pre-pregnancy how to do it, that's how I would want to do it because their relationship now is just so close and they play together. They're, they're these built-in friends when we're traveling and they are just each other's besties. And now Atlas and Luca sleep in the same room together and it is so cute. They, every morning at around like seven, they start stirring and they're like, Bubba, Bubba. And it's like one of them wakes the other one up and it's just the cutest thing in the world. They also throw their toys in each other's cribs and wake each other up. But like if we have to take Luca out during nap time because they're not sleeping, they, well, Atlas really cries because he's so upset. He likes sleeping with his Bubba. They just have this really tight bond. And I mean, they're going to be, they're a year apart. So it's pretty awesome. But let's see, what was, what was the question? What was it like having three under three? It was, it was tough. I mean, Jess can attest to it this because you, you were there when I was texting you about all my varicose veins and how it was in my body. And I think now looking back, it was just as hard mentally. And I'll say that now that Atlas is a year and a half, I'm, I'm finally just getting back to myself mentally. And so in doing that, I wish I could have prepped myself earlier just to say, hey, like, take care of yourself and and really check in with yourself and don't don't try and like push yourself to do all these things because I think I just wasn't mentally ready for for all of it. As moms, you know, we take our caffeine very seriously. That is why we are so excited to partner with Four Sigmatic, who's a wellness company that is known for its delicious mushroom coffee. Yes, I definitely said mushroom coffee, but let me tell you, this isn't your average cup of coffee. This is a real, organic, fair trade coffee made with lion's mane mushrooms, which help you be more productive and energized so you can focus without the crash or jittery side effects. And no, we know what you're thinking. It doesn't taste like mushrooms. It tastes like the smoothest, most delicious coffee ever, and we are completely obsessed. We love it. We love Four Sigmatic products because they're all completely organic, plant-based, and every single batch is third-party lab-tested to ensure its purity and safety so you know you're getting the highest quality coffee and mushrooms possible always. We're so excited for you to try it because finding anything to help us with energy and productivity is just music to our mom ears always. Just one sip, you'll see why it has over 20,000 five-star reviews. As busy moms on the go, we're running on coffee and Four Sigmatic is our go-to. Four Sigmatic backs their products with a 100% money-back guarantee. Love every sip or get your money back. And to make this deal even sweeter, we've worked out an exclusive offer with Four Sigmatic on their best-selling mushroom coffee, but this is just for meaningful living listeners. Get up to 40% off on mushroom coffee bundles. To claim this deal, you must go to foursigmatic.com slash meaning. This offer is only for Meaningful Living listeners and is not available on their regular website. You'll save up to 40% and get free shipping. So go right now to foursigmatic.com slash meaning and fuel your mornings with some delicious mushroom coffee. We all know coffee is a must in motherhood, so go get it today. 
not as much related, but talking about eating and feeding in that right now we're having a lot of success with the baby led feeding. So thank you for that. However, she has totally just mastered it and she just eats all the food and there's no stop to it. And so recently she has made herself sick just because she keeps eating and eating and eating. So um, if you have any tips or tricks or about where to call it quits or how to call it quits, that would be helpful too. So thank you so much both for doing what you do and I'll be listening. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, Sarah, I got you from a feeding standpoint. I am so glad that she's doing so well with baby-led feeding. And if you haven't taken our course, go take it because I really think it just sets up that feeding relationship from babyhood and on. So common. There, you, it usually goes one of two ways. I get a question of my kid's not eating anything or my kid is just eating way too much and I don't know when to stop them. And so the answer is, is you pull out a portion that seems about right. A, a serving size for a baby is about a teaspoon to a tablespoon. And so you can have 10 tablespoons at a meal. You could have one tablespoon. I know I wish I could give more direction on that, but every kid is different at every meal. So when she's eating, what you want to do is make sure that she's still hungry. So if she's hanging around at the meal and you feel like she's just playing with it or she's just not hungry anymore, that's when you can say it looks like you're all done and take her away from the meal. But I would set out the portions, feel comfortable giving her as much or as little as she wants. And if she goes through everything that you have put out, that's when I pull out a meal stopper, which that's probably the best tip I can give, which is have something that she normally is kind of so-so on. So that's not the time to pull out kind of like the fruit and sweet, the fruit sweetened pouch or something like that, that you know is always a slam dunk meal. Pull out something that she may not be as into in that moment. Cheese, something like that, because if she's still hungry, she will eat it. And if she is not hungry, you will know she's all done. And that's how you do it. But do not worry that she's doing so well because some kids are are eaters and they eat a lot. Yeah, I remember asking you that same question about Luca because he was just nonstop eater. And that's how Atlas is. They just, they're big eaters. And some meals, they eat more than us and it feels weird, but it's totally normal. That's such a good reminder. Hi, my name is Erin and I'm calling all the way from Canada. I started listening to your podcast this week and I've, it's been really helpful. Sorry, it's making me emotional. I am about to be a mom of two. My daughter is four and I'm terrified. I'm scared that I'm not going to love this baby as much as I love her. I'm scared of my life changing. What advice can you give, Haley, for becoming a mom of two and a mom of three and how you handled it? Because I am terrified. Hopefully you guys can answer my question. Have a great week. Bye. Oh, oh my gosh. Erin, I am crying right there with you. That made me emotional. And first of all, you're doing amazing. And the fact that you are even speaking about this and being vulnerable enough to, to acknowledge your fears about this is huge. And where do I begin answering this? You've already done the hardest part, which is being a mom of one. I think that becoming a parent is is one of the hardest things ever. And you're going from not having kids at all to then having this baby to take care of and keep alive and feed and and do all these things that, that we've never done before. So you've already done the hardest part. And, and so having another 
it's a little it's a little more work and and I'm not gonna lie, there's gonna be a period of time where it is survival mode. And I think going in prepared and you you talking about this up front is huge. But I will say, because you've done it before, it it does make it a little bit easier. And I think after having a four-year-old going back to this newborn phase, I remember appreciating it so much more and getting to really soak up those moments. And I also remember feeling that exact same feeling that you felt of not feeling like you'd have enough love to give and enough capacity for it because that's overwhelming. But I think the truth is your heart just expands. And I heard one of our pastors, Judah Smith, say this once that that's just like, it's how God loves us. Like somehow he just has capacity for all of us. And I think somehow our heart just does that too. And I actually had the same fear of my husband, oddly enough. I thought, oh my gosh, what if my husband doesn't love me anymore? This is when I was pregnant with our first. What if he doesn't love me anymore because he's so obsessed with our kids, which I want him to be obsessed with our kids. But then like, what if what if he's not so into me because he's so in love with my daughter and our future kids, which it felt so real at the time. And now I'm like, oh gosh, like he loves me even more. And I feel like I love him even more and I love our kids even more. And it's so special, but that does not discount that that fear and and anxiety going into it, but you are going to crush it. I will say that that, that some things that helped us going into it was just like, making sure that I was clear with Tyler, hey, these are things that I'm going to need done. And I don't want to have to ask you about taking the trash out. I don't want to have to ask you about doing X, Y, Z or washing my bottle parts. Like, can you just do it? Because it's even, it's even exhausting having to ask someone, but to really get comfortable asking for your needs was super helpful for me because I'm not good at that. I'm just, my personality is like, no, it's okay. I'll do it. And so really diving into that, being comfortable asking was helpful. No, I loved that. Hi, Haley and Jess. This is Courtney from Minneapolis. I was wondering, my husband and I are going to start working on our family in the next six months. And I wanted to know if you had any advice from a relationship standpoint or a health standpoint for someone in my position who's looking to be a mom sometime in the next year or year and a half. Love the podcast. Thanks for all you do. Oh, Courtney, I love that you're asking this before you get into it, because I think so many of us don't really think about how much of a transition parenthood is going to be and kind of we have a kid and then we just figure it out. So the fact that you're planning is fantastic relationship standpoint, I've, I have some advice. I feel like Haley, you could really nail that one. Cause I feel like you and Tyler were really intentional about that. Josh was kind of just like, well, Jess, I'm going to follow, just tell me what to do. I don't exactly know what to do. So I think keeping communication open really helped us having some sort of kind of like to-do list really helped us. I don't even know if it's a to-do list, but like whatever needed to be done whatever we had to talk about, just kind of having that free-flowing communication. But I will let you dive into the relationship stuff, Haley, because I like how intentional you and Tyler were with this. Oh, this is such a good question. And I love it that you're asking it because this was actually such a triggering thing for me 
before I went into a relationship. And I really wanted a spouse that was going to be there for me and everything. And I wanted my teammate and I wanted him to have my back and everything. And so we were really intentional going into this, like Jess said, because of that and just because of past traumas. But I would say that, like Jess also said, like communication, that was so big, but also setting up your relationship, how you want to see it when you do have kids, like set up date nights now, if you don't do that already and do every week or every two weeks. But for us, like every week works really great. And we also share a calendar. So on the calendar, every week it says date night. And if we don't see that, it's like, all right, hey, are you going to schedule the date night or am I going to do it? And we've actually gone through seasons where we kind of get frustrated with one another. And because I'm like, well, I'm always the one planning the date nights. Like this isn't very fun and it doesn't feel very intentional on your Like from your stance, like you're not having to do any work. And I'm feeling like, do you even want these date nights? Like, so anyways, we've gone through seasons where he plans one week, I plan another week and it, it alternates because then it feels like we're both putting into it. But that was super helpful for us because we've, we've maintained it through our kids and now they're getting to see a healthy relationship. And that's like always our goal. And it, I'm sure we don't always succeed, but going into going into parenthood already having those main things set up is so helpful like we just talked about learning to ask for each other's needs we've talked about this in another podcast but men do not speak in hints not one hint not even if it's a huge hint like tell them exactly what you want and and think about like what kind of parent do we want to be and and really set those things up before parenting hits you in the face because it is hard and it's it's a lot and so talking about all those things up front is so nice even if things change like Tyler and I have probably have way different philosophies on parenting now than we did before we had kids but it was still good to, to talk about it. And now we just keep that dialogue open. Like, oh, now this is how we feel about discipline. And so, yeah, I would say communication, shared calendars, date nights, prioritizing one another and, and your marriage, even when you do have kids, because you want them to see that, that healthy relationship. Yes. If you don't prioritize your relationship, it just becomes taking care of the kids. And if you don't plan those date nights, you completely forget about them and you forget about each other and like months Mm -hmm. go by and then it's, where's our relationship? So kudos to you for planning ahead, Courtney, and thinking about this. Yes. This is kind of a little bit psycho of me, but I always think like super far into the future, big picture. And I'm like, okay, when our kids go off to college and we don't have kids anymore, what is our relationship? Am I going to have to figure out how to have a relationship again with my husband or will it, will I have maintained it? And of course it's going to change that throughout the years, but I really want to have that connection through our marriage from pre-kids, during kids, and, and then after they, they fly off and go to college. Completely. As any mom can tell you, diaper changes are part of our daily lives. I spend a lot of time, I mean a lot of time, changing diapers, thinking about diapers, checking on diapers, you name it, which is why we are so excited to partner with Pampers. 
Your baby's skin is so delicate and you want to make sure you're protecting it by keeping it dry and healthy. Well, I cannot recommend Pampers Swathers enough. They're absorbent even for overnight wear. Yay for no middle of the night leaks, which is so key. I mean, we all want one less mess and more sleep. And with their amazing absorbency, Pampers Swaddlers wick away wetness and mess to help protect your baby's skin and keep your little ones feeling dry and happy. Keeping your baby's skin healthy requires a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet and Pampers gives you that trusted protection. Pampers Swaddlers have been a game changer for us. The absorbency means healthy skin and less diapers overall, which is just a win-win. Once you try them, you'll see why Pampers are the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Whether you're a mom of three or a mom-to-be, you'll love how Pampers keeps your baby or toddler dry and comfortable. Download the Pampers Club app today to start earning rewards with every diaper and wipes purchase. You will love them. Okay, Courtney, and now how to handle your body from a health standpoint before getting pregnant. It's amazing that you can think about it beforehand. So obviously the nutrition is the one I'll tackle first. Make sure you're taking a prenatal vitamin. The reason you want to do it before you're even trying to get pregnant is because by the time you find out that you're pregnant, sometimes your body already needs nutrients at that point for the baby. So it's always good to just replenish your stores beforehand. And then it's important to think about what are we doing? We're about to house a baby inside our body, which is a huge thing. And so prepping your body, your mind mentally and physically. So just thinking about how can I kind of decrease my stress? How can I handle stress management? What can I do to take care of myself? Can I move more? Can I do a gratitude list? Can I meditate? Things that we don't normally think about because when you do have a baby inside of you, you want to mentally feel kind of as calm as you can and take care of yourself from that standpoint. And then nutrition is going, taking this moment to say, I'm going to be healthy for myself so that I can be healthy for my kid and just start eating more fruits and vegetables, the real food. I always say, add a smoothie into your morning. It's the easiest slam dunk way to say, I'm getting more fruits and vegetables take a playbook after Haley. She has her green smoothie every single morning, kind of no matter what. And just look at this as an opportunity to nourish your mind, body, and soul before having a baby in there, which is amazing. Hi, guys. I'm traveling with uh, my nine-month-old, pretty close to Atlas, to Croatia next week. And I'm curious, Haley, you said that you guys get on the new time schedule, but what do you do when the time changes nine or 10 hours? Just curious how you work with that and excited to hear the results. Thanks. Wow, Croatia sounds so fun, and I wish we could come with you. With the time changes that big, what we've typically done is they're usually so tired from the long travel day, and our flight usually lands sometime in the morning. So we we try and keep them up until normal nap time, put them down at whatever, you know, 1 p.m. at that that time zone for their nap, and then and really try and get them on that schedule pretty quickly. I don't know if this is the right way to do it, but it's what has really worked. And I feel like they adjust way faster than we have. It happened when we went to Africa with Liv. She she went to Africa a couple times and it was the same story. Like she was so exhausted by the time she got there, took a little nap. Well, no, she didn't take a nap. She stayed awake till her nap time. And then 
that night she was so exhausted. So they just, she slept through the night. And there's a few, sometimes like they'll wake up really early, but I feel like that's really worked for us. And same with our Italy trip. But I will say coming back was a different story. And that took about a week to get back to our normal schedule. So I was, I was just thankful that on the front end of the trip, it worked out and, and we could deal with it on the back end of the trip. What do you usually do, Jess? Same thing. Same thing that we do for us is that I just keep, try to just adapt the new schedule right away as much as you can to just get them right on it. Because no matter what, when you're going that far, they're going to have jet lag no matter what. And so it's, I think it's much better to just try to get on the schedule. I like that. Okay. You know, Haley, the other question that we keep getting is all about your stroller. What do you do with your massive stroller when you travel? What do we do with our stroller when we travel? So it really depends on where we're traveling to, how far the trip is, what we do with the car seats. If we are not traveling on the airplane with car seats, I always want to travel through the airport with our Upa Baby stroller. It's my favorite stroller because we can pack stuff in the bottom. There are suitcases, bags, and then we gate check it. I also bring car seats that way, but that's just like, I always have the stroller for that. The only time that I would check it is like when we traveled internationally and we brought the car seats on the plane and we we brought those, they're the Britax, what do you call them? They're like a trolley thing that rolls the car seats. So we had two of those car seats with the trolleys. So we were carrying and rolling Atlas and Luca in their car seats. And then we checked the the stroller. We really didn't need it going through the airport, but yeah, we usually just gate check it. Everyone send in your questions. I'm obsessed with this, right, Haley? I could literally sit here and answer these questions all day long. Same. So if you have questions for us, call them into our voicemail, 866-444-FULL, and we'll see you next week. Can't wait. We hope you found something meaningful from this episode. It'd mean the world to us if you'd take a second to rate, review, and follow the show and tell your friends about it. It's the best way to support the show. And if you have any questions you want us to cover on the show, call our voicemail line at 866-444-FULL. We want to hear from you. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Meaningful Living and visit our website, MeaningfulLiving.com for resources, courses, and to shop our favorites. Can't wait to see you next week. 